So energy is my highest value when it comes to my personal habits and everything gets filtered through the lens of, will this give me energy or will this take energy? December 25th, 2018, it was our first Christmas in our new million dollar home. I checked all the boxes that promised me real freedom. I had a booming business, reaping fans, money, assets, and yeah, I was still sitting there on the couch pretending that I was watching that Christmas movie with my family while I was choking down the poison of anxiety. I still felt like that desperate kid who would take her clothes off for money, the kid who nearly overdosed to try to prove her worth to her friends, the kid that got pregnant at 19. I felt stuck, like I was stuck in the sands of time. I did all the right things, all the things that promised me freedom and it didn't add up. I realized a few things. I was still checking someone else's box. This was gonna be an inside job and I would do whatever it took to never feel that way again. Consider this podcast the rebranded, revamped, cool ass version of Alternative School. Alternative School for the Unruly, entrepreneur. This is for the innovators, the creators, the world changers, the service-minded, and those who want the details on how to create a business that really, truly, finally fucking sets you free. I'm your host, Andrea Crowder, and welcome to the Unruly Entrepreneur Podcast. Let's go to the show. Hi, Andrea. Uh, First of all, I think you're fucking amazing. So thank you for being magical and spreading the good work. (laughs) Thank you. My question is in the area of food, body image, and health. RT has been so helpful for me in really feeling free in a lot of areas and reducing pressure off of achieving goals. So I'm really grateful for that. But the one area where it still feels like a conflict is in wanting to feel healthier. So weight loss is a goal, but more importantly, I want to feel healthier. I want to balance my hormones. Um, But I've also heard the approach that when we actively avoid certain things, our brain thinks that it's a threat. And so I'm really struggling because I know to feel better I I need to reduce uh, or eliminate certain foods and drinks. And it's just really challenging to do that because I'm dating, I'm social, um, and so I'm not avoiding them to avoid that stress like at the dinner table. So just curious if you have any insight or idea on how to still pursue this goal in a healthy way without pressure. Thank you. Wow, what a great question. Thank you for asking. I know that this is a really relatable question and it's super timely that I just listened to this today as how I was having a conversation earlier with someone that I'm going to be doing an intensive around um, food and habits and weight loss. And so ultimately, we can ask ourselves, we can start with, why do I want to lose weight? I want to lose weight because I think I'll feel. Well, the feeling is what? I think I'll feel, you said healthier, but what does healthy even feel like? So describe that feeling for yourself. 
And then set an intention that all decisions will be made through the lens of I desire that feeling, right? And so what's happening is a lot of times people say like, well, I deserve to eat this food because I worked hard today. And what I'm going to suggest is either we eliminate the word deservingness or not, or we replace deservingness with you deserve to actually feel good. You deserve to feel the feeling that you want. And so what's happening is, is that when we're eating foods that make us feel crappy, we start to imagine what it will feel like to have the food. And then we start to tell the narrative around why it's okay to have that food. And then we go have the food and or drink or whatever, and we enjoy it for a little bit. But as we're enjoying it, we start to stop enjoying it because we're already anticipating the fact that we're going to have, we're going to painfully reminisce, meaning that there's going to be guilt at the end of this. And so what I would love for you to do is to, here's what actually I'm seeing for you even more than would love for you. I'm seeing for you setting a standard for pleasure in the imagining of eating it, pleasure in the actual eating it, and then pleasure in the reminiscing of eating it. I say you deserve pleasure in the imagining, the eating, and the reminiscing, the whole entire experience. I say you demand pleasure out of life. You demand that satisfaction. You demand the uh, uh, an experience that matches the ultimate feeling that you think you'll feel when you lose the weight. So, if eating a if eating a steak is going to be something that you you will delightfully reminisce about. Eating a steak is something that you will um, enjoy imagining. You're like building up the anticipation of it. You'll enjoy the doing of it. You'll sit there in total pleasure from start to finish. And then you will enjoy the reminiscing. You'll notice that you'll order foods that you like, but you'll likely not eat as much of them because there's not stress around it. When you're in a state of stress, your um, digestive system isn't working properly. Your digestive system is compromised when you're in a state of stress because blood leaves organs and it goes to arms and legs when you're in a stress response. So you're not actually fully digesting properly. Your body is not actually assimilating the food and your body isn't actually restoring. So therefore weight gain happens simply by you being in a perpetuated stress response. So I'm saying choose a pleasure response the whole way through in the anticipating and the enjoying of, and then in the reminiscing of, and hold the standard for I deserve that. You do not deserve the cupcake if the cupcake ultimately ends in suffering. I say you do not deserve cupcake suffering because the cupcake equals the suffering. But if you can enjoy the cupcake, if you can imagine um, and anticipate the cupcake, if you can eat the cupcake and you start to notice when, when the pleasure starts to drop because you're really present with the cupcake, then you'll notice that maybe you don't eat all of it or maybe you do. It doesn't matter, but you are holding the standard of when does the actual enjoyment of this stop? And then you stop with it because you're holding the standard of I only want pleasure to the point of when pleasure stops. If the pleasure drops, I stop. I back away from it because I'm holding the standard of wanting to reminisce all three of those parts 
to, to imagine, to anticipate, to enjoy, and to reminisce, and I can't reminisce in a joyful, pleasurable way about the cupcake if I ate to the point where I feel guilt or if I ate to the point where I feel pain because I ate too much, right? And so I don't really deal with um, weight fluctuations anymore. Uh, I used to. I don't deal with weight fluctuations anymore because number one, I'm not in a stress response around food. So my body's digesting and assimilating well. I use rapid resolution therapy all the time in order for me to um, make sure that anytime that I am in a stress response, I regulate that. And so my body restores and processes food. My digestive system works really well all on its own now because the blood is actually moving through organs and and my mind is perceiving that it's okay for me to be in a restorative state. If we're running from a lion, it's not time to stop and have a snack. And when we see food and mind is perceiving food as a lion, mind is going to see that as a potential threat. So we say the standard is pleasure. The standard is um whatever feeling that you think losing the weight will feel. So close your eyes and imagine that. And you're like, I'm going to feel, for me, it feels like light and energy and agility, agility. Like I can move easily through the world world towards the things that I want. I have the energy to go towards the things that I want. I feel agile to move towards the things that I want. So energy is my highest value when it comes to my personal habits and everything gets filtered through the lens of, will this give me energy or will this take energy? Will this give me energy or will this take energy? If it's going to compromise my energy, I often say no. Now we might, here's, here's an area that I'm working on. So like, I'll tell you guys, like something that just came to mind for me this morning was I'm noticing that when I go out and I enjoy like some rosé or whatever with some friends, I tend to go unconscious to the enjoying of the rosé and I'm more unconsciously sipping on rosé and more enjoying friends. And therefore, actually, I kind of feel crappy the next day because I had a little bit more rosé than I anticipated. (laughs) I had a little bit more rosé than I was even consciously aware of. I didn't even taste most of it. So this is really fresh because this just happened last night. (laughs) And I'm like, fuck, I had like four glasses of rosé. And then I woke up feeling sluggish and I almost like missed a meeting that was really, really valuable to me to be at. And I'm like, okay, can't do that. Not can't. I'm choosing not to. I'm choosing to prioritize um, experiencing the rosé in a more positive way. And that may mean me just not having any because I'm so distracted with the pleasure of the company anyway the, the rosé isn't actually adding to it. I'm not actually getting more out of the experience with the rosé. In fact, the rosé actually compromised the experience because I'm thinking, I'm reminiscing about the conversation with a friend last night and I'm feeling a little like muddy around remembering. And I'm like, oh my God, we had this like genius conversation around a few different topics. What were they? <laughs> And I'm like messaging him and I'm like, what were we talking about? Like, I know that the high level conversation, but like we had some really good ideas come with it. And so the rosé actually compromised my experience. It didn't increase it. So do I even want the rosé next time? I can go into it more consciously. Or do I just tell my server like ahead of time, like, 
Only give me one of those. (laughs) Don't let me convince you into more or just not. I actually feel more inclined to say like, actually kind of just not for a while. It's not increasing my pleasure. It's not increasing my experience. It's not increasing my lightness. It's not increasing my agility. It's not increasing um, my relationship because I'm forgetting some of it. (laughs) It's not adding anything. It's actually detracting. So if it doesn't add to it, if it doesn't match the experience that I ultimately desire for myself, then I just say no to it and I don't actually feel like I'm being disciplined. I don't actually feel like I'm giving anything up because I'm actually getting. That's an area where we're actually increasing receptivity of joy and pleasure. Most people look at it is like, well, if I don't have the cupcake, then like I'm sacrificing and I have to be really disciplined and I'm giving up. There's something that I'm missing. And what I'm suggesting is I'm choosing to get more out of this experience through imagining having and reminiscing all the way through by not having it at all or having less. Noticing at what point does my pleasure of this experience drop and am I in a conscious enough state for me to choose to stop with it? Now you mentioned talking about like going out and, you know, you're in a social scene and dating and all of that stuff. I get that completely. So what I'm thinking is like, what is, I'm setting an intention for like, how do I want to feel at the end of this inter, inter, what's the word? Interchange? (laughs) This engagement with someone. (laughs) We're, see, I'm a little muddy. (laughs) And what do I want moving forward? How do I want to feel at the end of it? I want to feel like, I want to feel that social connectivity. I want to feel that feeling when like conversation is great. I want to, I want to reminisce well on it. Can I reminisce well? Um, Do I have a pleasurable reminiscing experience around it if I drank three or four glasses of wine? Nope, not me. (laughs) That might not be true for you. I don't really care. I'm not saying what's right or wrong. I'm just saying that my ability to reminisce from a state of pleasure has been compromised because three to four glasses of wine made me made me feel mentally muddy. And But what I did notice is like the food that we ordered, we probably had like four different dishes and there was some like truffle gnocchi and there like, so there's like some pasta and then there's also, um, there's some carbs rather. And then there's also, um, we had this like delicious lentil salad and the lentil salad, we was com- completely gone. But everything else, we just had like little bites of. It was like we had the pleasure while it was still pleasure. And then as soon as the pleasure started to drop, we stopped. And we got to maintain our ultimate intention, our ultimate desire. So now we're being fueled by desire and not discipline. How much further can we go when the energy that we're using is desire and not discipline? I do not fucking believe in discipline. I think discipline is this feeling of trying to override energy. And that's like a strong efforting energy. I don't want to be in a strong efforting energy. I don't want to feel like I'm trying to override because I'm just going to get exhausted with it. I would rather be in the current of desire and just letting it take me with it and holding the standard of this is how I want to feel in the current. And as soon as 
as soon as an opportunity presents itself to take me out of that current, I just simply say no because I like being in the current. This current feels better. This lazy river at this speed feels really good. I don't want to get out of this lazy river because I'm really enjoying it. I'm making the choices that end in the reminiscing that feel like joy, that feels like pleasure, that feels like contentment, that feels like satisfaction, that feels like deliciousness. Your body will respond differently and then it won't even be about losing weight anymore, but you'll probably just lose weight automatically. I see you losing weight automatically because again, all of that blood is now going back to organs and is starting and your mind is now realizing like, hey, it's time, it's time to restore the body. It's restoration time. I don't need to run. There's no lions to be running from right now. So it's okay for me to eat. It's okay for my to digest this food and it's okay for my body to be in a restoration state. Got it? I really hope that serves you guys. I'm actually going to add this into regulate. If you guys aren't already in my program, regulate, regulate is my emotional regulation tool. So you're going to have me in your ear as like your emotional regulation bestie starting to reprogram your unconscious around things that are creating emotional stress. And again, do people start to lose weight when they're doing this work? Yes. It happens automatically. I lost 10 pounds automatically. None of my actual habits had changed. It's just my stress response changed. And therefore my body started processing food differently my digestion started working better automatically and um, I lost the 10 pounds automatically. Does that happen for a lot of people? It does. I'm not saying I can't make that like promise to you guys. I think there's probably some legal issues. My lawyer would be like, nope. (laughs) But I'm just saying that that was my own personal experience. If you guys are looking for support in um, emotional regulation so that you can um, start to adjust your stress response to certain thoughts, ideas, and experiences, regulate is where you would start. So look at the link in the bio. I'll make sure that Joelle links a little coupon code for you guys if you happen to be listening to this, the end of this episode. So love you guys. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for sending in these voicemails so that I can respond to them and give you guys the content that ultimately you are asking for. So I love you. Have a beautiful, beautiful untriggered day. Cheers to becoming the untriggerable woman or human. Wouldn't it be kind of life-changing if there were a way to eliminate ways of thinking that are diluting power in the free thinkers and the new leaders? These are the people who are pushing the conversation forward the ones that maybe have even considered walking away, but the ones that humanity certainly cannot afford to lose. My promise to you is that words, thoughts, and opinions of others can begin to roll off like a soft waterfall while you remain naked and seen for who you are and unafraid to be known. The idea of cancel culture leaves you feeling untriggered and unwavering. The idea of someone ending up in your DMs and vomiting judgment and illusion all over your sacred container will not even phase you. I mean, right now, logically, you already know that their opinions don't teach me anything about me and everything about them, and yet it still hurts, and what if it didn't? 
how fast can you go? How fast you could you move if someone came in and took the dial of that thought that's creating the painful emotion around, don't they know who I am? They don't, don't they see my heart? I know that's what they're thinking. Don't they see my heart? Don't they see that I'm here for them? And yet it still hurts. But what if it didn't? What if you could just see them and say, wow, I know they're in pain and you didn't join them. Wouldn't it be life-changing if someone grabbed that dial and turned it down to a zero so that you can stay, you can plant your flag of your beliefs, your thought systems, your values, your ways of thinking and your ways of doing things that are new, that are fresh, that contradict how society has been run, but you are unwavering. That flag is unwavering. Those moments where you find out that there's a Reddit thread being written about you, or you're afraid that that's on the horizon for you, don't actually cause any sort of emotion. It evokes no fear. Let them talk, you say. Let them talk. Wouldn't it also be life-changing if you learned even a new way of speaking, a new way of delivering messaging that even created deeper unity within your community? Oh, that was good. Deeper unity within your community. That is who I created my new program known for. We're going to eliminate obligatory energy. We're going to eliminate fear of cancel culture. We're going to eliminate the ways of thinking that are diluting power in your body so that you can stay moving fast, so that you are unafraid to be seen, so that you don't find yourself sometimes wanting to hide and feeling like you're wincing, like it's you're just afraid the next metaphorical hit is coming and you're just like bracing yourself. What if you didn't need to brace yourself anymore because you knew that if the hit came, it would just blow through you like a breeze. It would just wash over you like a waterfall while you stand firm while you remain naked and seen for who you are and unafraid to really be known. This program is only going to have 20 people in the first round. This program is going to be for people who are already using their voice, for people who are already putting themselves out there. And you want someone to just strip those feelings, go in and take that dial, wherever that dial is tuned to, anywhere between a zero to a 10 and just dial it down to a zero to where the thought, maybe even the thought occurs, but there's no emotional signature behind it that causes discomfort. And you can just say, fascinating, the thought occurred and keep going and stay visible and even get bigger than you already are. That is who known is for. This is for the leaders who need someone to have their back, to keep them moving fast, to keep the journey, to keep the car that they're riding in feeling smooth and pleasurable. Even when it seems like there might be a a storm coming, the top on that convertible is still down, that wind is still in your hair, the music is still on, and you are running into it knowing that there is this force field that has been built around you, this force field that I will build around you to where you can be moving through the storm and it's like you are unfazed by the elements of it. That is who I want, desire, and know that I am destined to serve in this program called Known. 
So if you are feeling guided to be one of the first 20 people that go through this program where you lean back and you let me take that knob and dial it all the way down to a zero and build that force field around you so that you can continue to roll into the storm that is society that that wants to send debris at you because everything that you stand for is the opposite of everything that we've ever known and yet this is where we're going this is where society is going this is where liberation exists and you stand for it and i stand for you you stand for it and I stand for you. Click the link in the show notes.